Good morning. It's Friday. Um, it's been a great week. Um, very different week, possibly for some. But um, we're we're wrapping this week up with um, Hebrews chapter ten. You know, next week we'll be in another passage of the Bible. But I I hope you've enjoyed the fact that from where we were on Sunday, we've been trying to just break it down, but not break it down necessarily for depth. I'm sure that might have happened but break it down for that constant reminder of walking it out. You see, if, if I'm honest, sometimes it's easy to just have a day where you hear the word or you preach the word or you experience a great nugget of the word, but it's almost like it, it disappears throughout the week. What we're endeavoring to do is get you in the word and praying every morning so that, that God is just speaking to you in a fresh way every day. Is that okay? So here's how we're gonna end this week, if you will, and prepare our hearts for even uh, Sunday. Listen to what Paul says. Now he's, again, he's talking to the Hebrews, Jewish Hebrews, and he's saying, I, I don't want you to turn your backs on this new way in Christ. They're being persecuted. Life has not turned out the way they planned. Has life turned out the way you planned? And he's, he's saying to them, listen, life may have not turned out the way you planned, but, but Jesus Christ is the plan, not your circumstances. So let me just read this. I'm going to read the entire passage one more time for us, and then we'll, we'll wrap it up on that final verse. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter into the holiest of the blood by Jesus, by a new and a living way, he consecrated for us through the, the veil that is his flesh. And having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised Jesus is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up, provoke love and good works. And here's where we are today not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, as so much more as you see the day approaching. Now think about that. This was written um, almost 2,000 years ago. What is it saying to us in the year 2021? In this last passage, part of the passage, he says, listen, don't stop getting together. Don't stop assembling. An assembly, and we, we, we use those words interchangeable with ecclesia, called out once, an assembly, a group, the church. We're called out because we're not called out for anything other than to worship and be his church. Yes, we know we're the church at large. There's a universal church. Uh, I'm a Christian, and we all are temples of the Holy Spirit. So wherever we are, the church is there. We understand that part. But there's something very different about when we're gathered together. And I, I don't want to get all into the corporate worship conversation because there's a lot of things that happen when we're together corporately. Prayer, music, celebration, the Word of God, the interaction with each other in prayer. But really, that, that's what Paul is, is really talking about here. He doesn't break it down like that. 
He just knows there's something about when you're scattered and you're suffering, it's one thing to hold on to your faith. It's one thing to get out amongst the world and, and be the man and woman of God you're called to be. But when we can all get together, there's a different energy. There's just something different about all of us. That's why 2020 was a very difficult year for many because when you have to be isolated, you can't get together. And even now sometimes on Sundays when we're in person, it's been hard to really get around each other and pray because we're trying to keep that six foot and then you hear about somebody who's not feeling so good or somebody in church sneezes and the whole congregation moves over three seats. <laughs> that hasn't happened yet, but just throwing that out there. Here's what happens. We start to feel isolated and we really do think that we're on our own. On our own. We really do think that nobody out there cares. We really do start to think that I don't matter. Nobody cares about me. It's not that they don't. It's just that when we can get together, it's vital. Now, obviously, if you're watching this and, and you've been sick, that's different. If, if you've been in a situation where you can't get out of the house, we've got wonderful, incredible, loving elderly folk who really just can't get out, but that's why we stream and we want to stay connected with them. But there's something about together. There's something about coming together. Now, this isn't trying to make everybody who hasn't been in attendance at Grace River feel guilty. Not at all. It is asking you the question, how do you feel? Because if you're feeling beat up by life and beat up by circumstances, you're going to gather somewhere. But is it with the body of Christ? I, I want to encourage you. He says, he doesn't say get together with people and, and do something. He says, do not forsake the assembling of ourselves to gather as is the manner of some, meaning some have stopped gathering. And we have seen this at the church. This last year, when isolation put gaps in our life, does that make sense? Isolation um, meant that you can't go here and you can't go here and you can't go to work here. And so all these gaps start appearing in our life. And what we discovered at church, and we've had this conversation many times, when you get a gap in your life, it's human nature. We fill it with something. And over the year, what I've noticed is that gap that for a long time existed on Sunday has gotten filled with what? Because if it's not filled with God and his people, you're in trouble. Now, that's not a threat. I don't want you to take this the wrong way. If it's not filled with God, listen, and his people, it's headed for trouble. Well, what's the solution, John? Well, obviously, Jesus Christ is the answer. But what does God's word tell us? Don't forsake the assembling of yourself as some have. Don't be the some have. Why? Because the day is approaching. Jesus is coming. And we need to get together and encourage. We need to get together, hear his word. We need to get together on a regular basis and experience Christ corporately. Call us, I wanna talk more about, about this with you. Uh, I want us to pray right now so we can experience the rest of this week. But now, are you ready? Plan to be in an assembly Sunday. But pastor, wait a minute. What about COVID? 
You've gone everywhere else. Just throwing that out there. Um, we've got plenty of space here. It's just vital that you come and participate in the presence of God and his people. Let's pray. Father, I thank you. Lord, I thank you because you do make a way where there is no way. And Lord, we want to use wisdom in this pandemic. But Lord, I also pray that we not forsake getting together. That we not forsake doing what you've called us to do. We know the church is worldwide, but we get, we get together uh, as individuals. We gather together corporately to experience your presence in a very different way to hear your word, to pray together, to sing together, to encourage each other, to lay hold of you, to lay hold of our confession, to consider one another with boldness. In Jesus' name, amen.